This is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele, where queer thought, leadership, personal growth, and LGBTQ social justice intersect. On the podcast, I talk about the unique socio-cultural contributions that LGBTQ plus people offer humanity, and I critique the status quo by challenging rigid ideologies, heteronormativity, and prejudice, while offering solutions to create a more diverse, loving, and accepting world. Just a little bit of housekeeping before I get started today. So... My publishing schedule has been off lately for a number of different reasons, and I've been taking some time, as I mentioned on the last podcast, to uh, better combine where the podcast shows up, and that's most likely going to be on my publication on Medium, Think Queerly. So I'm hoping to get back to weekly publishing, but if not that, every two weeks, and I will either publish the episode for the podcast uh, sometime Wednesday or Friday, usually at 12.01 a.m. But I think I'd like to move it to being regularly on the Friday. And then the post, which will speak to the podcast episode itself or that the podcast is based upon, will show up uh, at Think Queerly either on the Friday or very early Saturday morning. So there's a couple different reasons for this. It's a nice combination of the two things. It potentiates the possibility of, of more listens, more downloads, more reading, and more shares of this content so more people can get into this discussion uh, about LGBTQ, personal growth, social justice issues, and queer leadership. And also, one more small thing, (laughs) the podcast has to be published first before I can actually insert it or embed it into the actual uh, post itself on Medium. And then finally, you know, if you're new to the podcast today and you want to subscribe, you can do it on all of the major podcasting platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer. You can also just go to thinkqueerlypodcast.com where you will get every single one of my podcasts and it's just a site for my podcast specifically that is different from my personal coaching website. And then you can read my posts and other people that I publish on Medium at thinkqueerly.com. All right, so today's episode is about LGBTQ diversity and how that demonstrates that dualities are artificial constructs, and that queer self-expression is the manifestation of yin and yang from basically Taoist philosophy. Now, if we continue to argue against each other from completely opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, one person firmly on the left and the other on the right, and one person on the right side of the equation and the other person on the wrong side of the equation, we're going to forever be stuck and unable to affect any kind of progressive evolutionary change to social diversity and equality in the world. We're going to remain stuck in stalemate, or we're going to finally destroy ourselves and the planet once and for all. And this is what I've been talking about, alluding to, referencing, um, and writing about at Think Queerly concerning queer leadership. And in the show notes and in the article, I will have the references so that you can start right from the beginning. 
Now, if we look to Taoist philosophy and the principles of yin and yang and what yin and yang means, and just go ahead and do a search on the Think Weirdly podcast because I do have some episodes speaking about that. The more that you understand Taoism and what yin and yang represents, yin and yang cannot exist without each other. Yin and yang do not identify polarities. Instead, they are a relation. You can't have yin without yang. And by comparison, you can't have dark without light. You can't have up without down. Quoting Lawrence Bolt, who writes in the Tao of Abundance, yin and yang in all of their manifestations are not opposites, but complementary poles of the same eternal stuff of life. Now, it would be senseless and just silly to try and have an argument for the correctness of light and the incorrectness of dark. It makes no sense simply because we cannot understand light without being in relation to dark. Light and dark are nothing but descriptions that distinguish between the amount of light that one can see. And we see this everywhere, in particular on social media, in the news and politics. We read and hear this extreme divisiveness, the need to be right, to belong to the politically correct group versus the wrong side, an absolute need to be on one side of the equation and at the very far end at that. And we see how arguing from extreme polarities only creates further division between us. But there is no equation to be on the either side of. There is only a balance, a fluidic mingling and commingling. We need to understand that balance is fluid and constantly changing. It's never static. It will never be something that can exist on one side independently. Now, to claim that there is only a single right way, and thus a wrong way to exist, is nothing but an intellectual construct without any relation to the natural world. If we look to nature, no such construction of incorrect being exists in nature. Nature simply is. It is being. And we, as human beings, are of that very same nature. Things come into being naturally. They evolve and they mutate into something else. And this observation of the natural world is found in Einstein's special theory of relativity and his famous equation, e equals mc squared. And in Einstein's words, mass and energy are both but different manifestations of the same thing. And more in my own words and relative to what I'm saying here, there's no loss of mass or energy in the universe. There's only transmutation. The universe or nature does not have a garbage bin where, you know, it just throws something away that has no more value because it's considered depleted and worthless. That's not how things work. But this idea of yin and yang, this Taoist 
Taoist, sorry, philosophical perspective is a unique way for us to look at how we can understand what diversity is and how we can work to more easily foster it and help people who are on extreme ends of the equation better relate and dialogue with each other. So when we see the world through a queer perspective, that helps us understand that there is no real living, breathing binary. Instead, the binary is a way for us to describe something, something that we observe, to articulate something that is not exact. Exactness in and of itself is an intellectual construct, something of the mind, in an attempt to describe what the mind is seeing, observing. The binary is a relation. It's neither a finite description or something that takes form in actual existence. It is only a product of our thoughts. So imagine for a moment, you put your hands into a nice large bucket of warm water. Now, just close your eyes and see yourself moving your hands. You're moving them closer and farther away from each other. You're moving your left hand to the left side, your right hand to the right side. And now you're moving your hands in a circular motion, causing a little bit of splashing in the water. Now, try to separate the water into two disparate, two separate parts. Take your hands and and push the water all the way to the left and push the remaining water all the way to the right and keep it there so that the two sides of the water cannot touch. It's impossible. You can't do it. This is just an example and one way that we can try and understand how we logically, intellectually construct polarities, and in this case, binaries or dualities. The one does not exist without the other, and we can never fully separate the two, no matter how hard we try. We can't push a bucket of water apart. How can you define darkness without light? Or right from wrong? Or politically, a liberal without a conservative? How can you define a cis male without a cis female? How can you define cisgender without transgender? What appears to be a duality or binary are only descriptions in relation to each other. Even the idea of transitioning as a person is best understood within that word itself. You are moving through the water of gender fluidity to exist more or less within one aspect of gender, but still part of the whole description. So, therefore, being trans or any other gender identity is no less and no more than any other identity. We are a part of nature, and therefore any gender identity is natural. How we classify, categorize, describe, or name and label different identities is simply an intellectual construct of dualities. Now, polarities cannot exist in nature at the extremes. I remember as a kid in elementary school, oh, maybe this is grade five or six, but we were taught about magnetism and we were each given two long rectangular shaped magnets. They were silver or gray in color and they had a 
large capital N on the extreme one side and a capital S on the other side, signifying the magnetic north and south poles. And that's at least what we were taught in the school that was meant to, to represent. And that the earth had this energy as well at the north and the south pole. So I remember playing with them and laughing at how you could feel this invisible to the eye energy pulling the north to the south end while holding a magnet in each hand. Click! They would connect. But what I couldn't understand was how moving one north end to the other north end, or conversely the south to the south, would push back. And increasingly so, the more I tried to force the same poles together. The same energy repels each other. So empirically, extremes cannot connect. And metaphorically, holding these rectangular magnets in hand gives you a very simplistic picture of a binary, mainly that opposites attract and they exist and work together very much in a Taoist sort of yin-yang relationship. It's entirely fluidic, and it's a much larger whole than the disparate descriptions or labels at the end of each thing that we term one side or the other. What many of us are observing within identity politics, especially online, is too much of the same energy repelling. People are over-identifying with the construct and not their nature, who they are as a human being and a part of nature. On social media, we see people fighting against each other from the extreme ends of their position. In an attempt to fight for diversity and inclusion, we are literally and figuratively butting heads by forcing the same energy of anger, dominance, and superiority against our appointment against our opponent trying to win our argument, trying to be the one that seems right, trying through argument to win. But in this case, two yangs don't make a right. And what I mean here, and this, this play on words, this bit of humor exemplifies how, you know, we can diffuse an often aggressive situation, what might be called yang energy, which is also known as masculine energy, in that arguments are never won in a fight. In yin and yang, yang is considered the masculine, the aggressive, defensive, combative. I'm, I'm using these examples here in the sense of getting heated because there are very positive aspects of masculine, so-called masculine characteristics or yang characteristics. Conversely, yin is more diffuse energy. It seeks harmony and can be, and you can use empathy to build a bridge towards conversation and dialogue. At the same time, we are experiencing a greater depth of understanding concerning what it means to be a human sexual being and how we can see ourselves across the waters of gender as something far more fluid than the status quo, what Christianity or Western thought has taught us or allowed us to believe. Now, this goes back to something I spoke about in earlier podcasts, namely that diversity can be uncomfortable when it seems new or foreign to someone. But that doesn't mean we have to be arrogant or rude or mean. At the heart of diversity is 
the Taoist principle of yin and yang. Diversity shows us that one cannot exist without the other. Diversity shows us that sexual and gender identities are fluid. Diversity shows us that many cultures exist together and we can understand one culture in relation to another. Diversity is about multiplicity, be that your skin color, your gender and sexual identity, your chosen career, and whether or not you like chocolate, ice cream, or vanilla. Finally, diversity helps demonstrate that duality is artificial. It might seem that duality is all there is at very first glance. Take the example I talked about earlier, the magnetic north and south poles. To the casual observer, the magnetic poles may represent a binary, a perfect example of duality. But that observation is much too simplistic. We use dualities and binaries to describe things in the world as intellectual constructs. But polarities exist in relation. Dualities exist in relation, semantically and categorically as a way of describing the world that we live in and how to understand it, but not as how we exist in nature. When we argue for diversity, for LGBTQ humane rights, for inclusion, for acceptance. We need to recognize the many paths across the divide between our position, what we are standing for, what we want, and that of the other persons. We need more dialogue, not argument, if we hope to create more diversity, more open-mindedness, and humane rights for all. We cannot exist harmoniously as opposites, constantly pushing the other side further away. As Yuval Noah Harari says, anything that exists is by definition natural. As LGBTQ people, we are just as natural as anyone else with any other label. The label is only a construct who we are in nature, and by definition, since we are of nature, we are natural. I don't think there's any more need for argument there. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it? Like it? Leave me a five-star rating on iTunes. Maybe leave a comment about how much you enjoy the podcast. And make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, think queerly and live proud.